Okay, hi everyone. This is Inside Flicks, and we're going to be doing our weekly box office report. Uh, so it seems it wasn't the greatest weekend for Shazam fans, but uh, Rich, you tell us which films made the top five this past weekend at the box office. The number one film in America uh, this this St. Patrick's Day weekend was Shazam: Fury of the Gods with thirty point one million. Coming in number two was Scream Six with seventeen point three million. Number three was Creed Three. With 15.3 million. Number four was 65 with 5.8 million. Number five was Ant Man and the Wasp on Mania with 4.2 million. Uh, yeah, so Shazam Fury of the Gods did about what the studio predicted, which is to say it performed quite poorly at the box office. No, I think they they said at first it would be like 35 million. They're yeah. expecting even more. So it came even less than what <laughs> so, they expected. And it not only underperformed domestically, but also globally falling short of projections for its overseas box office numbers. So uh, what's your guys' feelings about this? Uh, what does this say about this particular franchise? It's dead. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's shocking because, like, the, the first Shazam, while not a massive success, you know, they were able to keep that budget low, and, you know, it was extremely well-received by the people who saw it. Mm-hmm. So the sequel made sense, you know, and, and they still kept it moderately cheap but it still needed it to make more than the first movie and this came just way way below um i just like a little over half of what the first made and uh that that's crazy i guess i can't be too surprised because i think the marketing for the movie has been really bad i mean i love the first shazam and i didn't go see fury of the gods and i was actually kind of looking forward to the movie because i think there's there's premise in it, but the marketing just never hooked me. Yeah, but you'll eventually see it this week anyway. But maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like superhero failure to me, and uh, it's you know another monster slow uh, weekend. And uh, this is, I mean, it's really sad if when Morbius opened larger than this film. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's the comic book genre. Um, it's it's Warner Brothers. Uh, it's the um, it's the word of mouth that. It was good or good enough to, you know, for some families to go, but uh, it was, it's just, it, it was, seems like a, they most, mostly said it was passable. I mean, just wait and see, wait for uh, streaming. Uh, well, director David F. Sandberg did say that he's kind of done with superheroes for now. Uh, this really took a toll on him, although he said that he's very proud of both of these movies, uh, both Shazam films. But I guess, you know, like, you know, like when you deal with these type of properties and you get a lot of flack on, on Twitter or social media, uh, I'm sure it's going to take a toll. I don't know. What was the critics response to this movie uh, uh, compared to the audience, Rich? Critic wise, it, it, yeah, it was um, in Rotten Tomatoes. It was under, but fan wise, they enjoyed it. So. so the people who did see it did enjoy it. Yeah, it was. I think I think what Raymond is saying about the marketing of this film is was pretty lacking. And it really felt like there, there was no really big support from Warner Brothers or anything, uh, which I, I found shocking because are they going to do the same thing with the Flash movie, for instance? Mm. I don't uh, think so. I mean, I think they're really, uh, I think they, they actually believe in that movie. Yeah. And I think the fact, the fact that they have Michael Keaton returning, I mean, that's a big selling point. And, yeah. and if they're willing to uh, let Tom Cruise see it just to get good word of mouth from him. Uh, for the film, the too. fact that Tom I mean, Cruise saw the Flash was even uh, was like kind of even a better marketing idea than anything that they did for this this new Shazam film, right? So 
It was really, it was, it's odd how much of this was kind of left out there and to really kind of die on the vine. I think what happens here is you got a really fractured DC fan base. They're the ones who are kind of driving the marketing, the word of mouth and stuff. And that, I think it hurts ultimately. Shazam definitely never won over all of the DC fans. It was, uh, for a lot, for a lot of them it was a, a little too family friendly. And this one, um, you know, according to critics, at least, is kind of leaned more into that. I think it was maybe a wrong idea to to push this back because originally this was supposed to come out last year. I think mm. uh, uh, it, it, after a, a, a string of comic book movies that have been lacking in story or, or innovation, I think this kind of has felt that brunt of that. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's just kind of bad timing and, you know, just w- whatever it is. I uh, Like you said, it feel, really feels like this is a, last film of, of the Shazam character. And also, you know, I don't I don't I don't want to, you know, be, be harsh on, you know, Zachary Levi, but I think there's also a lack of star power. You know, what I mean, if they yeah. had a, a, an, an actor, you know, and I like Zachary Levi as Shazam. I think he's great in the movie, but I mean, I think if they had somebody that was a bit more kind of known or a bit more of a name, it would help a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually uh, star power, you know, it, 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 it that we say that doesn't really matter when it comes to the superhero movies, but I don't know. Maybe Shazam is proof that it, it does matter a little, at least. <laughs> well, it wouldn't hurt if they had a bigger star there. Yeah, because Chris Pratt, you know, turned into a superstar with uh, Guardians. He did, you know, Jurassic World after that. But Zach, uh, Zachary Levi kind of continued being this guy that does like these, like a, almost like uh, faith-based films, and you know, just like directed DVD movies and. <laughs> Like it, it, he he his career didn't launch the way Chris Pratt's did after Guardians. You know he didn't become an A list actor. He kind of just stayed in the same level. It was just crazy because he he you would you wouldn't expect that to happen. But well, uh, Zachary Levi is definitely a brilliant voice actor. As far as uh, as being an actor on on screen, he probably uh, he should stay with television because he's 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 way too animated himself. And that's what the problem was with this film. I think uh, um, most uh, critics were saying that his alter ego, Billy oh. Batson, played by uh, Asher Angel, they were saying that he was more, playing more of an adult role than Zachary Levi. Yeah, I mean, the first movie, you could kind of say that about the first movie as well. <laughs> well, let's now talk about Scream 6. It, it, it had a 61% drop. Um, pretty common for a horror movie, but... I don't know. This is a little bit bigger than I thought. It's bigger than I was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, It's bigger than I expected. Yeah. So it seems like it it doesn't have that that much legs, but I think overall, it's still going to be a franchise best. It's making a ton of money. And Mm -hmm. uh, it's, I think ultimately it's going to be the most profitable film in the franchise. Yeah. But what is surprising, or or maybe not, maybe not surprising to many, but to me, is how strong legs Creed 3 has, because that is a great drop for its third weekend. And it's like, you know, coming in at 15 million, I mean, that, that, that's, this is an impressive, uh, uh, third, uh, third weekend for, for Creed. Yeah, true. And it's, uh, worldwide's doing really well. Over 200 million, um, you know, uh, worldwide is very impressive for that film and this whole franchise that, you no, know, uh, um, uh, we'll see what Michael Jordan's got next for, um, Creed 4. I mean, eventually they'll, they'll be announcing it soon. Yeah. So, do you guys think Ant Man's going to reach five hundred million still? Because uh, it's currently at four hundred and sixty-three million worldwide. Um, it came in this this weekend with 
about four million. What do you guys think? Four point two million. It still has plenty of theaters. I mean, it's still playing over two thousand screens, so mm-hmm. it, it has the you know the opportunity to to stay on in the top ten for a little while longer. Yeah, but and they haven't really announced a, a release date as far as uh, um, uh, Disney Plus. So uh, I think it's close enough to maybe reach it. I mean, worldwide, sure. Um, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's going to fall short of five hundred. I think what's sad though. Is I don't think even Shazam Fury of the Gods is going to get close to 500, which no. is, you know, I think it's going to maybe be 250, maybe 300 at most. And that, it's that, going to be similar to Birds of Prey. Oh, uh, yeah. So, which is a, a stinker. I mean, I think, I think there's no way to sugarcoat that. Cause I mean, cause Shazam actually has the uh, open smaller than Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey opened to 33 million. Oh yeah, okay. So, but I think I think people who saw the first Shazam film really loved the film. You know, I was shocked at how much I liked the first movie. I just don't understand why that didn't produce a, a following or or whatever, what have you. Uh, I just it, it feels very odd that that people just kind of give up gave up on the, this this particular character. I don't know if it's a, a DC thing. I think maybe it's a comic book thing. Oh, it, it might just be a plethora of movies nowadays that yeah. that they could watch online and um, or go to the theater and, but mostly online. I mean, there's a lot of new series opening up too. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's a lot, mean, a lot look, of a lot of look stuff. at the failure of Mandalorian now. I mean, mm-hmm. if that's affecting Mandalorian, the bigger the biggest the biggest show on the planet right now. Right, and it, it it's affecting a lot. So, yeah, I think the narrative of last year was that, you know, superheroes films were the only thing profitable or the only things mm-hmm. you could rely on. Uh, this year is different. It's it, now it's saying that, uh, uh, maybe this is the effect of Top Gun Maverick. You know, people are saying something about how oh, it, it seems like audience, we want more movies like this. Yeah. They want different movies than comic book movies or, or superhero this movies. This is the shift. We're, we're, yeah. in, we're in the middle of the shift. Um, I, I think that's very, that's very much possible. I, I think a lot of this kind of also happened just, there's just an, an oversaturation, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. There's just a huge oversaturation. And I think, unfortunately, because a lot of the uh, the Marvel movies have been really bad lately, yeah. those are the, the comic book movies people always prioritize, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if the Marvel movies were good, people would give the DC movies a chance. And, you know, the DC movies, you know, I love a lot of them, but, you know, for most people, they're hit and miss. Yeah. And uh, uh, and even though I I think you can argue that the DC movies have mostly been hitting lately, the fact the Marvel movies, which are the, the dominant movies, have been so garbage lately. It's <laughs> like people aren't people aren't even giving the DC ones a chance anymore. But I, I think the difference I think the difference here is that uh, you know the difference between the DC and the Marvel fan base is that the Marvel fan base is very united about their, 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 their branding, right? They, there's the, they, yes, they did a good job of, of, of personal branding or, or product brand branding of the Marvel films. Mm-hmm. DC's of fan base is very fractured. There's different pockets of different people who like different things. And well, uh, Marvel's is starting to get fractured now. Yeah, I think well, so. And I think that's, that's what refle- we see a reflection of that with the, with the box office numbers, but they're still, do- they're still, I mean, they're still doing good. They're still pr- doing pretty good. good enough. E- even Ant Man, the latest Ant Man movie, which was it's going to get close to five hundred million. And it's also close to five hundred already. But it's also uh, got worse reviews than this new Shazam film. And also, you know, I think a lot of the critics that saw um, Ant Man are being very generous to the movie. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I, that that's that's another thing. <laughs> and I think the the criticisms of Shazam are, are aren't that bad. They say it's an okay film. I've seen a lot of critics that I actually like say that it's really good. Yeah. So, but I, um, but but I I've also the the ones that say it's really good also say that it, it is nothing new. You know, right, what I mean, right. it's a very kind of by the books comic book movie. Yeah, and and it was a similar thing with Black Adam too. Uh, it got panned a lot much more than Shazam well, has. Well, but Black Adam did kind of feel like a dated movie, though. Yeah, yeah, no, but it, it was, I'm just saying, Black Adam is much. It's a much bigger uh, failure for DC. Oh yeah, DC PU. It was more expensive. Yeah, yeah. It, it certainly had more hopes or more. They were. I think they had double the budget, right? Yeah, at least. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the rest of the top 10. Rich, uh, coming in number six is Cocaine Bear. Number seven is Jesus Revolution. Number eight is Champions. Number nine is Avatar The Way of Water. And number 10 film is Puss in Boots The Last Wish. I wish Champions was doing better. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, man. Uh, Jesus Revolution. People are doing good. Doing pretty good. All right, now let's look at uh, this week's releases. Uh, Rich, tell us what films are coming out this weekend. Open up wide this weekend is John Wick, Chapter 4, the latest installment in the much-anticipated action film franchise starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, martial artist legend Donnie Yen, and pop singer Rina Sawayana, with Ian McShane and the late, great Lance Reddick. Also opening is A Good Person, the new Zach Braff drama that stars Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman as two grieving people who form an unlikely friendship. Opening up unlimited release is The Lost King, a new British drama based on the true events uh, starring Shape of Water Sally Hawkins as the unlikely woman who discovered the lost location of Richard III's gravesite. Also opening unlimited is The Tutor, the new suspense thriller that stars Garrett Hudlin as a private tutor who finds himself being stalked by his newest teenage student played by Stranger Things actor Noah Schnapp. All right, we got to talk about John Wick Chapter 4. This was kind of probably the most hyped up film of March, and I think it's probably going to be the biggest film of this month. Uh, but, you know, do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it's got the most potential. I mean, but it is it is rated R film. But yeah. still, everyone's saying that it's going to open huge. So, But you know, you guys don't think the three-hour runtime is going to hurt it? Because, I mean, the last, one was, uh, it, the last one was huge. It opened to almost $57 million. But it was only two hours and 10 minutes. And two hours and 10 minutes, I mean, for myself personally, I like John Wick 3, but I felt the movie was already a little too long. And I mean, this new one's three hours. I mean, I know I'm just speaking for myself, but, mm-hmm. but I mean, three hours is a lot of movie. <laughs> I've, I've just seeing so seen Keanu Reeves running around shooting people. I mean, like, I think people are going to be surprised that it's going to be three hours. And I think once they get into the theaters and go realize that, oh, wow, this is a long movie. So I think it's going to help. It's going to hurt in maybe the second third week but uh, i think the opening weekend is going to do very well i think it's going to have a huge probably friday and saturday maybe a slow sunday but i think it's going to do a franchise best because that seems to be the the trend you know despite the numbers for shazam but i think it's been the trend to you know have these movies come out and be the franchise best so i think i'm expecting that's going to happen with this one plus i also heard that the third act is probably the best act of the whole film so that's if you're going to be in a three-hour movie that's the best time to, to enjoy a film. Uh, and and uh, audiences, uh, I mean, since Avatar, um, audiences are ready for a three-hour film, no matter what. So 
what do you guys think is going to open? I, I mean, the last one did open almost 57. Do you guys think this is going to be over 75 million? I don't know, 75. I think it's around 65, around there, 65. Uh, I think there's a lot of anticipation for this movie. I think this franchise have just kind of grown yeah. over the years. And I think people kind of, first, they love Keanu Reeves as a as a person. Kind of has that Brendan Fraser appeal. People just mm-hmm. love him as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think they love him as this character. So, And they, I think they love this type of action films. And I think in a lot of ways, this kind of plays into that whole, that, that kind of Mission Impossible type of, you know, action, you know. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's more... I think it's actually more of like Fast and Furious, but with guns. Yeah, but so, Fast and Furious kind of leans more into the CGI, where John Wick is kind of, you know, for the most part, it's like combat and it's really reality. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, as far as action goes, I mean, it's a plethora of action. Right, and, right. And in and, 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 and the Fast and Furious films, when you're going to go see a Fast and Furious film, they're going to be, you know, nonstop action. And John Wick is the same one. In the same way. Well, it's very, yeah, it, it is very much like a video game, like a, a first shooter video game type, right? So, yeah, uh, they do it in a way that's kind of feels more real than, say, some CGI, m- you know, comic book st- style of action. All right, Rich, now tell us about streaming. What can we stream this weekend? Streaming on Amazon will be Reggie, the new baseball documentary that examines the career of, and legacy of Major League Baseball Hall of Famer Reggie Jackson. Also on Peacock, Knock at the Cabin, M. Night Shyamalan's latest mystery horror thriller makes its streaming debut. Be, you know, before we go, let's, let's say a quick words about Lance Reddick. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. here's, a, here's a character actor who's very much is known for his, his part in John Wick. Mm-hmm. You know, hearing that he passed away last week was a shocker. What was your thoughts on, on actor Lance Reddick? Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. It was a total shocker. I mean, to be passing away at around 60 and... Uh, Probably in the top of his career. I mean, this is this is the fourth film that from uh, John Wick series, and he he already uh, luckily for us he he already uh, wrapped um, on um, the the this John Wick spinoff um, ballerina. So we'll be seeing him again, uh, again, again. But man, yeah, it it's a it's a big loss for as far as um, you know fans. Uh, he was at his peak of his career, peak of his career basically. So it, it, it's just sad. It's just really sad that he you know, he passes away, you know, you know, right at 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 a time that was really good for him. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a total surprise, and yeah, I, I I agree with you. I mean, it is a huge loss. It's uh, it's it's it's. it's very sad. I mean, he had such an iconic voice. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He, uh, every movie he he kind of um, he he worked in, he kind of just kind of lit it up. And he's uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, sad. Yeah, I think it's sad. It's also very tragic. I think uh, part of it has to do with the fact that you know here is a guy who's on the really verge of really breaking out and becoming uh, a really great character actor. Not that he wasn't a great character actor before, but I think mm-hmm. there was certainly a film out there or a TV role out there that would have made him like a better household name. Uh, but you know, I was shocked that, that a lot of people uh, were shocked about it because. Uh, he kind of was a to me. I, I felt like he was an unappreciated character actor. I, I loved him in The Wire. I loved him in, in you know he was in Fringe. He was in a lot of great TV shows, and he appeared in these kind of small parts in films. 
And yeah, he's probably best known for John Wick, but I, you know, I, I was watching a couple videos of him online recently and he, he was mm-hmm. talking about how he came up with the character for John Wick and he came up, he came up with two kind of source of inspiration. One was, uh, Alfred, the butler and the Batman, Batman's butler. Mm-hmm. And the other one, which I thought was genius, Hector Elizondo in Pretty Woman <laughs> and yeah. how those two characters kind of formed on how the way he was going to play the character. And I thought that was brilliant. That's exactly what. The, his character is in John Wick. It's kind of is an amalgam of those two characters. And I, I think, yeah, yeah, like what Ray was saying about his voice, it, you know, I, he did a lot of video games and stuff like that. Yeah, he definitely be missed. Fortunately, he has completed a lot of uh, projects. And so we'll get to see him again in a couple of things. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just a really shocker that he uh, passed away a week ago. And really ironic that uh, John Wick comes out this week. So, yeah, and, and I really like the, the quick story of him. What uh, I remember him saying that he was walking down the street in New York City, um, and uh, I, you know, out of the blue, someone comes up, approaches to him, and says, "Great actor," and he turns around to see that it was Philip Seymour Hoffman, and that was just the boost that he um, he needed at the time, and that's and that's exactly what he was—a great actor. So. It, they both were actually so but uh but yeah so yeah, uh, yeah rest in peace uh lance reddick uh he will be missed all right that's it for this box office report and we'll be back next week what uh, we'll talk about how well john wick 4 does in the box office and we'll talk about the new movies coming out that week all right thank you and bye-bye